Hello and welcome. It's Monday and it's Motivational Monday by Jim and Lucy. Today we have a special guest. Well, he's a special guy because he wrote the book named The Woman in the Middle, A Man's Guide to a Woman's Treasure, Her Mind. Now, I was skeptical, but there are, I have to admit there is a lot of truth <laughs> statement in the Hello and welcome. This is me, MJ Rochelle. Hello, MJ. Hey, it's nice to meet you too. Hey, how you doing? What's going it's on? It's good to have you here, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure. I, it's an honor to be here. For the audience that cannot see MJ, he's wearing the uh, the hat of uh, the, uh, the Aints. I mean, I'm sorry, the Saints. Yeah, we the Aints right now. You're you know? not the Aints anymore. Right now, for sure. On. <laughs> we used to be something with a guy named Drew Brees, but he's long gone. So, you know, I have to say one thing about my oldest son is a is a fan of the Saints, and he was a fan long before they won the championship. I mean, he was yeah. always consistent, like a Chicago Cup fan. <laughs> okay, we call we call that true who that. exactly. <laughs> My wife is wondering, what is she, what are they talking about? <laughs> yeah. I'm, just, I'm just the blonde in the room, okay? <laughs> yeah, if, if you remember the paper bags over the heads, you was a true saint right. fan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, I, heard, I heard a guy yesterday on, on some program we're watching, a spy movie, and he happened to say the old days where they had a paper bag on your date's head. So when you think about your book, I'm thinking about your book and one of the stories in your book that made yes. me think of that now, okay? Oh, wow. So, wow, awesome. So before we go into detail, MJ, how did you come up with the idea of writing this book? Because it's necessary. We, we, have to, we have to be able to have the conversation. I wanted to find a way to create some real dialogue with men amongst men about things that normally we would never talk about. But what was even better than that was getting information from the women that were telling me things that they would never say publicly that I, I would go, can I write this down? It was so important to, to get all this information because I think to understand someone, first you have to be able to know them. And then you can make that decision on whether or not you want to date, who's right for you, this, that, and the third. But throughout my journey, I found so much information that actually connects us, men and women, as opposed to separate us. What's that uh, that saying, uh, that book, uh, uh, Women Are From Venus, Men From Mars, that whole deal? No, we're both from the same planet. We want the same things, the same way about it. We want love, we want to hold hands, we want long walks on the beach, we want to be able to have candlelight dinners, we want all that. So uh, finding out that information, I think, is very necessary for men to understand so that they can be able to connect with women better as a whole, that we can actually get closer. I want to bridge the gap. That's what the book is for, the woman in the middle, to really get true answers from women that normally they wouldn't really say to you, either embarrassment or just they're shy or there's things that women may go through that they say, I don't need you to know that, but I think it's important. So when I wrote it down, I think I think it was great, really noteworthy, so I'm proud of it. You should be proud of it. For the audience, they should know that uh, MJ has been a magnificent book called The Woman in the Middle, and it is magnificent about relationships. And if you human being, laughing and breathing, you're part of the relationship somehow. And he Absolutely. gives you some ideas about how to make it better. Now, yeah. you, remind, you reminded me of Hill Harper. 
Oh, wow. Wow, man. That's great. I wish I was him. <laughs> well, he had to start from somewhere, didn't he? <laughs> this is true. This is very true. Okay. Great man. I look but up to him. One, one of my mentors, one of my idols, man. He's he's great. You remind me of him because you you have a great personality. It's efficacious and it's it's a uh, you know you you know what you're talking about. But I'm curious. In the book, you describe your parents as being Ken and Barbie. Yes. With their yes. bright Colgate, Colgate smile. <laughs> okay. I see. I read it. <laughs> Colgate smile. But how do some of some of the people you met, some of the women and couples that you met, how do they how do they compare to your image growing up of your mom and dad? Because it sounds like your mom was a no-nonsense woman. Absolutely, absolutely. I grew up in the church, so I had a plethora of great examples of a husband and wife and you know what uh, a model, you know, woman, you know, really looked like and sounded like and carried herself. So I, I really got the best of everything. My mom was was the shining example. She was really the example for me growing up because she worked, uh, she came home, she she dressed well, she always did herself up really nice. She carried herself like a lady, never used profanity, was only with one guy her entire life. All she ever knew was my dad. They held hands. They We had family night on Thursday nights. They went on date nights on Friday night. They've been together for almost 40 years. I mean, that that's what I grew up in. That's the blueprint. So I said to myself, man, I think all women are like this. I can't wait to get married, man. I'm going to start dating. I'm going to go off and, and enjoy the world, and I'm going to meet my mom. And when that didn't happen, the, everything started. When <laughs> <laughs> well, you went out with such enthusiasm, trying to find this woman that, as you mentioned, has some of your I have values and principles. Yes, yes. Uh, okay. Uh, what was the, the first surprise that you had? I mean, was it difficult finding someone like that? Um, it was difficult to find someone like that that was single. <laughs> that was the issue. The issue wasn't finding... The issue was never finding great women. Great women are everywhere. They're walking down the street all day and night, just like I talk about in the book. I said, man, yes. there's, there's, there's tremendous women out there and, and their husbands love them so much. <laughs> so it's, it's just that 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 was really the challenge was was finding a woman that said, no, I'm not talking to anybody. I'm great. I'll be with you. What I was running into was a lot of women that were saying, hey, I'm living life right now. You want to hang out? And I'd be like, well, you look, you look like the women I've, you know, I grew up in the church with. You sound like them. You dress like them. You carry yourself like them. So it should be like them, right? No, it, it wasn't at all. And what what most people would tend to do is if things aren't ideal, we just go. Let's get away from that. I'm done. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to be with somebody that's not my perfect person. I took that even at a young age. I mean, when I started dating, I was like 17, 18 years old. I went to college. I played college football. So when I went off to college, I was learning things on the fly that I felt were noteworthy. So I was taking notes in college. I would meet a, I would meet a girl. And when she would surprise me and hit me with some stuff I wasn't ready for, I would say, hey, can I write this down? The stuff you're telling me? Because I think I may use it later on in life. They'd be like, yeah, go ahead, crazy person. I was like, all right, cool. I'd write him on the back of napkins. I'll tell you a quick story. I was on a date with a girl one time that I knew didn't like me, but I wanted to go on a date with her because I know she could teach me something. 
So we sat at Chili's, the two for 25, and we <laughs> ate. And, and the entire time, I just asked questions. I said, is it okay if I could uh, just ask you some stuff? She was like, this kind of weird, but I ain't got nothing else. You buying, you know, I had my coupons <laughs> ready. Like I talked about the book. So I said, all right, cool. So the waitress comes over, I grab a napkin, I grab a pen and I'm just jotting down everything. I'm just, hey, what do you think about this? Why would a woman say this? Uh, why y'all act like that? And she was like, you want to know all this? I was like, yes, I want to know everything you got. And so I would just write things down and I would store it away. And as I got older, having conversations with, you know, my friends, my homeboys, I would tell them all the information I learned. I was like, man, you should write a book. And I was like, one day I will, you know, and, <laughs> you know, as it come to it, I did it. So, yeah, the surprises, you know, I've had disappointments. Yeah, I've had some some losses and there was things that just didn't work out for me. But the most important things was the lessons. I always say there's no losses, only lessons. You can learn so much that can help you as opposed to just letting it hurt you. And I think that's why the book is so good, because it's all the lessons that I've learned throughout my life, you know, you know, engaging with, talking with, dealing with, you know, dating women that normally you wouldn't get the answer from. You would stop as soon as the relationship or the dating didn't go the way you want to go and you're out. I'd go a little bit further and gather that information. That's the stuff that's in the book, the woman in the middle, that's so necessary. How, I'm sorry, honey, just one more question. All right. <laughs> How many women have you met that were similar to the woman and the gazebo? Remember that story? Wow. Oh, wow. That's the first chapter you're talking about the situationship goals, right? That's right. Um, yes. Yes. Uh, a, a million and a half? Why is I met, that? I met way more women that were like that. I think the biggest thing is it's like I talk about in the book is that when a woman tends to invest in a man, it's not so much about is he treating me well or not what it's I've already put so much time and effort into him and my life is what it is. I'm just going to ride this out starting over with a new person. I'd rather just be with this person that I already know. I know his tendencies. I know what's good. I know what's bad about the about the guy. I'm in. It almost like a like a sense of comfort, like a like a like a like a comforting blanket for a woman when she's already invested and put her time with a man. I call it the Candyland effect. I know I didn't put it in the book, but I talk about it a lot. As long as a woman feels like she's progressing with a man, even if the back step happens and you lose some spaces, it's okay because all she'll focus on is the progress. So it's like you go up three steps, but you went back two. Like remember in Candyland, you go back up, you go up three. You go, I, I, I'm old, I know, Candyland board games. So people <laughs> have no clue what I'm talking about. But that was one of the board games where you could go forward and backward all the way to your end goal. So yeah. you would have a conversation with a woman. She would say, I went up three spaces. I could say, no, you actually fell back two. So you only went up one. She would go, no, I went up three. So when you, all you focus on is just the progress, then there is no regression. For example, if you date someone and then you move in with them, progression. If you have a child with someone, but you didn't get married, progression. If you um, celebrate a five-year anniversary, but you're still not married, progression. They don't see the, 
We're not married yet. Uh, we having babies out of wedlock. What we're doing, all they see is we've been together five years. We got a baby. We live together. We on our way. Mm. Well, yeah. it's not very flattering part of the book <laughs> to us women, but we all tend to settle for something oftentimes. That's for sure. It's just truth. I mean, it's not saying what's good or bad, just how these women in this particular chapter in the situation goes view the relationship. That's all. It's not saying that uh, she has a problem or an issue. It's just how does she see the world? And I think it's important for men to understand that these particular women, that's why I say in the book that the women that I've met that are like this in this situation and circumstance, they're not committed to the man, they're committed to the situation. So as long as it is ideal and things are going the way you want it to go, they'll just play ball. Now, it is unfortunate that if you spend and invest a lot of time with the wrong person, in the end, when you break up and you're 40 and you've been with him since you were 22, yeah, that's frustrating, but just just at least have grace for that woman that said, hey, I was in and that's what I do. So when I learned that, I said, well, you know what? I, I get it. I can't get mad at that. I, I understand. Do you think we, well, you know, you that's a psychological term for what you're talking about called the sunk cost fallacy. We invest yes. so much, so, so we don't want to start up. But do you think that, I mean, Tony Robbins speak a lot about something I found really interesting is that we mm -hmm. have subconsciously lowered our expectations. When you, you talk about this woman, in gazebo, tell, tell the story, could you, about the gazebo incident and the woman? Yeah, so I, I, I tend to use a lot of analogies and a lot of examples in the book so people can relate to the stories. Um, it was one guy that when I was jogging, you know, I like to run because I got to stay in shape because, you know, you know, you can't just go off your looks. If you got a big belly, you got to fix that. So I'm I'm running <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm going on a jog, you know, and then I run into this couple and uh, they're under this gazebo and they're just going at it. it's just war. They're yelling and screaming and cutting up. And I'm thinking it's getting ready to be a fight. So I say, well, I can't obviously let this lady get beat up right in front of me. Uh, they take my man card if they found out that I let this happen. So. <laughs> I start stretching out. I'm getting ready. I said, all right, I'm either going to make the news today or I'm going to be a hero. Whatever happens, happens. And while I was really tuning up for this showdown with this big, huge, burly guy, big, huge beard, and he was, you know, tattoos everywhere, big old, huge guy. All of a sudden, he takes out these keys to this brand new G-Wagon and goes, boop, boop, and she just stops yelling and she sits back and she's just smiling and he grabbed her arm and he take it to the car and it is over it was like it was like in the moment he reminded her like hey um i know you upset but remember it gets no better than this and it blew my mind because in that moment like i i, I recognized the power dynamic when you choose to be with someone because of stuff how yeah how the relationship kind of goes and, and, and maneuvers. It it, it, it was mind blowing it, right in that moment. It's like she was hypnotized. You know, it's like <laughs> the, in the book, you mentioned that I could feel your, your guess. I could feel your surprise of, whoa, in the, in the book and tell people who don't know what a G-Wagon is. 
What is it? Oh, it's just a Mercedes SUV, probably eighty to one hundred twenty thousand dollars. Sometimes even more than <laughs> yeah. that. It's 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 a very expensive car. You're gonna see probably the Kardashians driving it or some NFL player. He'll probably be in it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time car. Big time car. That reaction is in his book in a few syllables. Okay, and he's like, "Well, wait a minute." What just happened? <laughs> it, it, it blew my mind. I couldn't believe it. But those are just one of a million lessons I've learned that I talk about in the book that women can actually tolerate a lot. When you hear a woman say, I can't take no more. I am finished. I am done. I don't want to hear. I'm done with men. That means she dated for at least 758 years before she got to that point because <laughs> She's been in a lot of relationships. She's experienced a lot of love. That's not something you you, you say or you hear from a woman um, day one. You don't hear that after six months of dating. That's a long time that she's put up with a lot of stuff. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so MJ, one more question. Uh, well, okay. your book mainly addressed to men. I do believe it's helpful to women, even if, I do believe many women reading the book will get like the reaction, you know, like we tend to reject things we recognize that we do or tend to not agree to things that we feel a little bit too criticized. And so yes. do you think this book will be helpful to women and why? At first, I didn't think so. I wrote this for men. That's why it's a man's guide. So I said, well, a woman's not going to benefit from this. This is for men. This is the truth. This is this is this is not watered down. This is it is what it is. One hundred percent authentic realness, right? The the women readers are, were more excited. I got more reviews from women than I got from men. You know, it, it, it blew my mind. Women were were, were were you know DMing me on my on my social media. You know, so bomb swag, and they were saying I'm chapter three. And then other women say, I'm chapter six. Be like, ooh, that chapter 11 got me, boy. Man, you know me. You know me so well. I'm chapter 12 and nine. It was, it was just great. I, I, I was I really wasn't saying it. Women, women can benefit. I, I, I didn't know. But women, women can benefit from the book because it's 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 a mirror. It's a mirror, actual women that I've met, actual truth, actual teaching that hold up a mirror to you and say, This is you. You know, so I, I never wanted to be an author that kind of wrote to accommodate people because I feel like that's not authentic. That's not genuine. If I'm just writing just to make you smile, I feel like I should be a romantic writer. If that's the case, I could just write a love book, you know, and, and be like everybody else. I, I really wanted to step into a different lane and decide to be the type of author that people go to when they want authentic truth when they just want the realness not in a hurtful demeaning way because I, I never want that because I, I do write about in the book that if you if you don't get the message if you hate the message and you hate the messenger you know it, you miss the whole message entirely so I had to present it in a way that I'm telling you from chapter one this is the truth this is what it is you know it's not the exception this is the rule but I would also say I'm here to let you know that I'm I'm also in an understanding tone how the book is written, that it's to learn about women and why women make the decisions that they make, who, why they choose the men that they choose, 
and where all this hurt comes from. I even talk about in the chapter going back to childhood and, you know, being young and how that's impressionable and what that matters and how that develops a woman growing up. I, I did my homework. I did my research and I, I realized that all that plays a part. So understanding women not only just benefits men, but apparently it benefits women as well. And I'm just glad that the message is received the way that it is. That's all I care about is that people can read the book and can get something from it. That that was my whole prayer. That's, that's all I ever wanted. Well, I can see you on a road trip with Steve Harvey. Um, man, do you know him? Can you call him for me? <laughs> okay, because... Steve Harvey talks a lot about books. I mean, about relationships. But have did you ever watch the Mel Gibson movie called What Women Want? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, really good movie. Really good movie. Okay, and what he finds out is just like you just said. He finds out that it's really not about conquering the woman. It's about he actually had to find himself. Yes. He became more sensitive, more vulnerable. And he, he was honest about it at the, at the end. He was compelled to do it. But he was still, he became that person. Now, my wife and I met on LinkedIn. Oh, wow. And, That's cool. And we met on LinkedIn because I saw some leadership articles. And I was impressed by the writing of leadership articles. Then I discovered she's in Ukraine. And I right. am in different Colorado. And it went that way for several years. And we it took us four or five years to meet. When we met, we were married very quickly. Okay, cool. And, so that's how we did it because I wanted someone that could speak on an intellectual level with me. And it sounds like you want someone that has to, someone who brings more than a body to the relationship. I would prefer it because I do love yes. engaging in, in deep conversations. I, I do yeah. I do see the world a little differently. So even if my partner sees the world at least through the same lens, you know, it doesn't have to be exactly the same way that I see it, but if she's willing to go, well, I'm not sure. Tell me about it. And then maybe I can see what you see. I, I like that. I like that kind yes. of connection. But I'm also, I care more about what I want the most. Like I talk about in the book, it's not about what women want. It's what they want the most, more than they want anything else in the world. And I just want someone to say, you know what? I could be with anybody in the world, but you my partner. I'm good with you. Let's do this. I, I, I'm good with that. I really am. I really am. I, I don't want you to get all excited about seeing some other guy tomorrow because me and you had a fight today or you, you, I, I remind you of an ex-boyfriend. So, you know, you don't, you're not sure if you can just, you know, be with me or, you know, I'm not your type, so you're forcing yourself to like me. No, no, no. It's just, just my person. Somebody say, once I saw you, boy, MJ, once I met you and I seen that who that, I'm yours. And, <laughs> and, and, and that that's really best case scenario for me. Yeah, man, beauty is great. It is. I'm, attraction, I think physical attraction, we tend to get embarrassed by it because we tend to shame each other a lot about, you know, what we want physically from our partner. But I think more than that, because when you get old and you need somebody to give you the insulin shots and you need somebody to help you uh, put your shoes on in the morning, when you're old and gray and you're 106 and you just want to hold hands and drink lemonade, who's going to be that person? 
And I think that's more important than anything else. So I'm just looking for my lemonade girl. I think that would be best case scenario for me. Well, she's out there, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> and the good thing, yeah. the good thing about that is that uh, out of seven, almost eight billion people on planet Earth, uh, she's looking as hard for you as you're looking for her. Amen. Amen. That's good. That's good. Well, I'm not looking because when you when you get to looking, you go start finding some stuff you not really wasn't looking for. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I, I think in the meantime, I just want to just continue to grow and develop, you know, you know, working on the company. I got bomb swag in the bag. The book is is making moves. I'm, I, I really just not made a deal with God, but I made a promise. And I said, God, you know, you take the reins. You 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 take it. You take the, a hold. You you light the path for me because I've been trying to do things the way I wanted to do it for a long time. And it never worked. So I just decided to just focus. I said, give myself tunnel vision. And I'm just, I just want to get to a place in my life where I can really make a real difference. If I can impact the world with the breath that God has given me, then I think that's that's my purpose. That's what brings me, you know, joy, you know. And in the process, you know, I meet, you know, what I'm saying the lady of my life, like Michael Jackson says, then man, it's it's the cherry on top, you know. So that that's how I'm approaching life right now. Well, you're pushing it the right way, my friend. Your dad, mom must be very proud of you. Awesome, yeah. They are yeah. to the most point. They read the book and they laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they do. I can see your dad now. <laughs> they laugh a lot. They do. Even though the couples that I talk about, because I try not to use names, you know, I, I just wanted people to just kind of relate to see themselves in the stories. But uh, everybody that I mentioned in the book, they all call me. They said, I can't believe you remember that. Oh, man, that's wild and all kind of stuff. So it's just it's a good experience all the way around. I'm truly blessed. I think, I, truly blessed. I think, I think you ought to reach out to Steve Harvey and Hill Harbor and uh get the endorsement because i think you're onto something I, that that's that's the direction you're right you're right I, I i've talked to uh well emailed i've emailed uh i have emailed steve harvey tyler perry you know a few you know people just to kind of get it going i think you know whenever it, it's meant to be it'll be you know i, I think uh I'm, I'm i'm going in the right direction you know i'm putting myself out there and um It'll happen. It'll happen. So you have the same enthusiasm. I'm, 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 I apologize, apologize for interrupting you. Use that same enthusiasm and create a 45 second video and send it to them. Okay. Okay. You because, I, because I am confident. I've talked so much in this interview because I found your attitude utterly refreshing. And you're someone who has the right instincts and you have the right reasons for doing what you're doing. And you're, you're not trying to go out there and spread. You sow your oats to every woman in the world. You're trying to find right, 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 right. out there that you can go see the world with. Absolutely, absolutely. No, no, no sowing no oats. That gets expensive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> those two for those two two for twenty fives add up, don't they? Absolutely. I ran out of coupons. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, dear listeners, this is must read book. You can find link to order the book in the description to this episode. The Woman in the Middle, The Man's Quiet Guide to uh, Women's Treasure, Her Mind. Uh, order today, follow Instagram, and uh, reach out to MJ to learn more because that's that will be important knowledge for absolutely anyone. MJ, before we go, 
uh, first of all, you broke like glass ceiling because the years ago we had a joke uh, of a book, the like really, really heavy book called The Manual to the Woman's Brain. And ah. it, it was blank. So you filled that <laughs> book finally, and it's working. So congratulations on that. Well, I'm, and, I'm glad I'm breaking a bunch of stuff up. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, as an athlete, do you think there is a like, comparison between uh, winning in a game or getting to that point where you found that special relationship? Ooh. Wow, that's a great question. Like a game. Um, yeah, I think everything in life is playable. Everything can, can be a game. I, I would probably say it's a it's a game of chess, you know, also kind of you have to swim. I would call it swimming. I think dealing with women is like being an Olympic swimmer. You know, you know exactly what you need to do until you get in the water. Once you hit the water and the water hits your nose and you're swimming and you've been practicing and you think you got it, then this undercurrent hits you, then, you know, somebody bumps into you or, you know, the water is more choppy than you thought it was. So you have to kind of, as you're swimming back and forth doing your laps, you have to adapt and adjust and figure things out, but you got to keep pedaling because if you stop, the race is over. You'll lose if you quit swimming. So. I, if I had to compare it, I would say that you just you just stay in the water, you keep swimming, and while you're swimming, you're, you're getting the, these these memory blocks in your head where you're just learning. Oh, turn my body like this, put the arm out like that. Okay, now I can go a little faster through the water. So, throughout time, you're just gonna grow and learn. I, I guess I would probably do it like that. I would say. Well, I hope our listeners have gone by your book. Is the woman in the middle? And yes. it's a magnificent guide. And it's not just telling men how to behave with women, it's how to build a magnificent couple, a magnificent relationship. And this young man knows what he's talking about. He's a real deal here. Please go out and buy the book and invite him to speak at your organization, MJ Rochelle. Thank you so much. God bless you're you. More than God, welcome. God, you're awesome. You are you are you are you are great in Denver, Colorado, right? I might be up there. I gotta go see Prime. Well, you don't know where we <laughs> we're in Calgary, Canada now. Oh wow! Okay, no prime is not up there. All right, yeah. No. Well, <laughs> I know you want to see prime. <laughs> My wife doesn't know what that is. Okay, but I know prime is okay. Oh, yeah, Deion Sanders. Yeah, yeah. Coach Deion Sanders. Prime sunglasses. All right. Yeah, yeah. Get a pair of them glasses, man. Okay, Canada. All right. Well, uh, uh I may not be there soon, but who knows? You know, who knows? Who knows? It, it, How's the weather up there? Not, not, not in the winter, okay? Okay, fair enough. I'll see you in June. Yes. But my friend, good luck in your book out there. You know, keep okay. it going and because you're on the right track. Thank you so thank much. You. I, I'm thank you. God bless you too. Thank you. Give our best to your parents, okay? I admire anybody out there who sets such a wonderful example. I will. I would definitely tell them that. I say you got some Canadian friends now. <laughs> Thank you. God bless y'all. Take care of yourself, my friend. All right, I will. You too. Bye-bye. This is Motivational Monday by, by Jim, Jim and Lucy. Lucy. Follow our podcast. And check out our website, jimandlucywoods.com.